You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to the Give Your Life Away podcast. Today I want to talk about your relationship with your pastor or pastors, any of the elders that are over you in your local church. That's what I want to talk about. I want to I want to give kind of a brief devotional from the New Testament on you responding to, living with, praying for, you being under the care of your pastors or elders, whatever you may call them. It's true that today there seems to be a lot of fallen leaders. There are a lot of leaders who uh, disqualify themselves from ministry, and and really throughout the universal church, there can be a large frustration with poor leadership. This is true in all other areas of life as well when it comes to leadership. People get frustrated with government leaders. People get frustrated with parents. People get frustrated with bosses. It's important to know that in a cursed world, God still gives good gifts. He gives sunrises. He gives vacations. He gives work. He gives leadership. All of those are good gifts in and of themselves. But what happens to those things under a curse is that they become less than good. So he gives the gift of leadership in a family, but you might have a dad who doesn't fulfill his obligations, his biblical obligations to his family. So that that good gift is compromised. Now, that's not God's fault, and God doesn't take away the family and say, let's crumble it up and find some new way to bless people with order and care and love. He still keeps calling us to be responsible for our areas and, our, and our, the things that we're supposed to do in a family. He doesn't say just because family is imperfect, let's do away with it and do something else. He doesn't do that with government. Just because governments are imperfect, let's do away with it and go some other route. He doesn't do that in the church as well. Just because there are fallen leaders and there have been leaders who've made bad decisions and even corrupted the word of God doesn't mean God takes the church as it were, crumples it up, throws it away and says, you know what, Christians, just go about this thing on your own. God doesn't do that. He expects New Testament Christians to be part of, involved in, accountable to a local body of believers. And that local body has what the New Testament calls pastors over that body, or if you will, elders or overseers. You can really use those three terms interchangeably. God has designed a local institution to do the ordinances, the Lord's table and baptism. He's designed that institution to be one where the members are accountable to one another, looking out for, caring for one another. He's designed that institution to have qualified men leading it, not because they in themselves have any authority, but because they have delegated authority from God as they follow his word. That's what he designs for all New Testament believers to be a part of. So what, one thing that happens when, when there's a failure in leadership or a number of failures in leadership, people get disgusted with the local church and kind of venture out on their own, saying things like, I'm a Christian, but I no longer am part of organized religion. That statement is really an ignorant statement when it comes to the New Testament. There's nowhere in the New Testament where God calls a member of a church to do something else because the church is so messed up. And by the way, the churches that are written to in the New Testament are messed up. But God never tells a believer 
go do your own thing. After all, you're perfect. You wouldn't mess up anything if you were involved in it. So what I want to talk today about in just a few moments is your relationship to the leaders of that local body that you're a part of, your relationship to your elders. Proverbs 18.1 is, is a difficult proverb to read. It says, the isolated man seeks his own desire. He quarrels against all sound counsel. There is a human autonomy, a sinful human autonomy that we all can have inside of us. We kick against leadership. We, we don't want to submit to family. We don't want to submit to bosses. We don't want to submit to pastors sometimes. There's that isolated nature inside of us, and we don't even want to get their counsel or to hear from them. That is characteristic, according to Proverbs, of a fool. That's not a wise way to live. Church members, on the other hand, are people who sit under leadership and say, God has placed you there not because you are perfect, you are qualified, and I am there to learn from you, really, as God is teaching me through you. So I'm learning from you, I'm being shepherded by you, you, this imperfect man, and I'm here to to grow and to flourish. That's really the New Testament model. Listen to these two verses when it talks about leadership in the church and the people's response to leadership in the church. A famous one is Hebrews 13, 17. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Now that, that verse is packed There's a lot of truth there, but just notice here the two commands, obey and submit. Those aren't popular commands in the 21st century. Those aren't popular commands even in the universal church, but those are the commands given by God and his word is perfect. Obey your leaders and submit to them. Why? Because they're keeping watch over your souls. They're concerned about how you're doing spiritually. They're concerned that you don't fall into sin or false teaching. They're concerned that you meet needs in the body and that you have your needs met. They're watching over your souls. And the, the way that they do this will, will be something they give an account for. They're going to be reviewed. They're, they're going to have a performance review, the performance review of all performance reviews from Jesus Christ himself. So because that's such a weighty task, let them do this with joy. A pastor should be a happy pastor according to Hebrews 13, 17. I know it's true in our church. I know it's true of the elders in our church. We are happy elders. We love shepherding this this body, and largely because they're obeying this command. They allow us to shepherd them with joy, not with groaning. The writer of Hebrews finishes up saying, for that would be of no advantage to you. It's not good for you to be a member of a church who the pastor isn't happy to see or the pastors aren't happy to see. This is a New Testament reality. That doesn't sound to me like God says, you know what, there are imperfect leaders. You don't need to be part of a church. Just go do your own thing. No, he tells them to keep submitting, keep obeying. Listen to the words of 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 and 13. We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Again, this isn't saying that pastors are perfect. This isn't saying that pastors never make any mistakes. This isn't saying that pastors replace Jesus Christ. This is simply saying they have a difficult task to do. Sometimes it involves admonishing. It always involves labor. And you 
member of the church should respect them. And by the way, this goes for pastors as well. Pastors are part of a plurality of leadership. We, we have a submission to one another as well. This isn't just one guy who never has to submit to anybody. You can actually see in 1 Timothy 5 that you, you can remove a pastor because of the way that he's disqualified himself and sinned. So no pastor is above accountability. But these passages are given to the church so that they would understand how to view and how to respond to their pastors. There's other New Testament commands about responding to your pastors, including paying for the ones that do preaching and teaching and who excel at that. There are commands about praying for your pastors. You can see that in 2 Thessalonians 3 and 2 Corinthians, sorry, 2 Corinthians 1. So paying and praying for, these are all ways to respond appropriately in a New Testament way to what the Spirit says to your pastors. Leadership is a gift from God. It doesn't mean that leadership doesn't ever have any flaws, but leadership is a gift from God. Just because leadership has fallen or just because other leaders have been imperfect or other leaders have not treated you the way they should doesn't mean you throw out submission to leadership as a part of your Christian life altogether. It is an expectation that the New Testament has for the believer. So we still keep obeying God and we still keep submitting to leaders, leaders who are biblically qualified, according to 1 Timothy 3 and Titus 1. So we keep submitting to imperfect people. And by the way, that's something we do every single day of our lives. No boss is perfect. No boss is Jesus Christ. No pastor is Jesus Christ. No husband is Jesus Christ. No father, no mother is Jesus Christ. But God has designed that those people would give a protection, a leadership, a care to the people under them. And so we, as the people under them, submit gladly. My prayer is that as you give your life away to Jesus Christ, that you would flourish under the leadership of your pastors. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.